joining us now for the second half of this intermission. Uh, the guy who played on the last Merrimack team to host the home playoff series, and Daryl Scoville is with us, the uh, alum from the late 90s. You guys played BC in this rink here, and uh, they beat you a couple of times, but uh, uh, I guess what, what's it like to be back here and see the atmosphere and the success of the team? Oh, I mean, it's unbelievable to see what Mark's done with the team and what they've done with the rink in general. It's been about 10 years actually since I've been here and uh, I mean what a difference and uh, it's great to see that Merrimack's back on the board and hey, I'm just here to support them and do whatever I can. Speaking of support, looks like you got the playoff beard going. <laughs> I think I've had that going since I left Merrimack so it stopped growing on top of my head so I got to grow it somewhere else, right? I hear you. Uh, um, what are you up to now? Where are you living? What are you doing? Actually, uh, I'm still playing hockey, believe it or not. I've been, uh, I played eight years in the AHL. I've been over in Europe for six years now in Austria and Italy, and uh, we just finished up our season. We had a uh, early end of the season. We lost first round of the playoffs, but uh, I live uh, just outside of Portland, Maine. Still cheering for Merrimack, though, so no worries about that. But uh, How difficult is that up there? We know how, how rabid fans those are. Oh, I mean, they're diehard fans up there, but, uh, I mean, I've always, Merrimack's in my heart, and, uh, I mean, I'm always going to cheer for them. So. You know, you, you were the answer to a trivia question, well, not necessarily a trivia question, but earlier this year, um, in a game at, at RIT, Carl Stolry had a hat trick, and the question then came up, and nobody knew, when was the last Warrior defenseman to score a hat trick? And I said, 1997, again. Actually, and I do believe, if I'm correct, and that was a long time ago, I believe it was in the first period. Yeah, I remember the game finished about 11-6 or something like that. Yeah, and that game came up again because uh, when, the, when the Warriors beat UMass in another game later in the, in the season, 11-2, they started pulling out the record books again. And what, what's the most goals Merrimack scored in a, in a, in a game in Hockey East? And, and it was the same game. That might be one of the only two records we had for playing back then. Besides beating BU, which was a big thrill, we uh, we had a couple a couple tough years, but uh, we had a couple a couple good years too to finish it off. So it was good. Yeah, but was it? You, you know, you mentioned BU. I remember those games back then. It seemed like every time that you played BU, you, you, the games would. It was some record of like eight games in a row that going into the third period, either you guys had the lead or you were tied. And, and I know BU came back to win some of those games because just because they were so good. You guys seem to have their number. What was it? I mean, that's going back a long way, but it was just one of those things. They were always, in the, the three years I played, they were always top of the league. So it was something about playing against them. We just uh, we knew we had to play our best game, which was still sometimes wasn't good enough back then. But uh, for some reason that year, just everything seemed to click. And uh, Tom Welby played unbelievable in that, which, like everybody knows, unless your goalie's on in the playoffs, you can't win. And he was on that year. Yeah, I was going to ask you, your, uh, your, your favorite memory of uh, Merrimack, that had to be it, right? No, I mean, no doubt about it. Finished the year before, finished in fourth and getting home ice against BC, but we kind of ended up blowing that. But the next year, we snuck into the playoffs in eighth and going into BU and beating them two out of three, uh, that was the biggest thrill I had for sure at Merrimack. What was it that enabled you guys to do it? I know you had four of the top ten in the country in scoring, and, and yourself with all the points that you had. I mean, you guys were very prolific, and it just uh, seemed to be a matter, I guess, of putting it all together at the right time. Yeah, I mean, like you said, just putting it all together at the right time. We, like you said, we had strong.
Dante, Porter, Kesslering, LaRoche, those guys were unbelievable. We had a good group of guys on D and then uh, our goaltending just happened to come come on at the right time and I mean that's what you need to win in the playoffs. And we knew it was Ronnie's last year too coaching and so that was that played a big part of it and it was good to see him go out that way. Well let me ask you this, uh, with a win tonight or, or tomorrow night if it comes down to it, the Warriors will be, it'll, this team will become the first team since you guys to play in, in that building and uh, so I'll ask you both with relation to that and the fact that they appear to have locked up a, a bid to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 23 years. Uh, you know, so there are bigger and, and, and more important games ahead of them. Uh, having been there before as well as, you know, at the pro level, uh, well, what do they have to do at the time? You know, what becomes important? What's the mindset got to be to be successful? I mean, I just think they got to keep doing what they've been doing all year. Obviously, it's been working for them, but like you said, yeah, it's, it's a one chance. You might never get back here, so you got to take advantage of every opportunity. And I don't think they're satisfied with uh, even if they happen to beat Maine tonight or tomorrow, whatever. They're not happy just going to the, the Garden. I think they want to put Merrimack back on the board. And like you said, this, they win tonight pretty much guarantees them a spot in the, in the final tournament. So it's great for Merrimack. And as you can see by the crowd in the rink, everyone's back behind the team. And it's just great to see. Yeah, you certainly seem to be having a good time. You going to make it down to the Garden if they get there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been waiting 14 years for this, so I'd be happy to go watch them play there. Darryl, it's great to see you. I'm glad I ran into you in the Blue Line Club. Uh, take care, and good to see you. Good to see you, too. Take care. All right, that's Darryl Scoville, our guest here. First intermission with the Warriors leading Maine 1 to nothing.